Yes, this is Robert Shapiro. Like Robert Kardashian and his friend. Uh, well, we're very sorry. Sensational Johnny Cochran. He's very depressed. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. American Crime Story, colon, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Can you imagine getting O.J. to play O.J. in this? <clears throat> well, um, I would like to be so forthright in saying that uh, from this point forward, Perhaps um, F. Lee Bailey would be a better voice for Clone to Mimic because um, he may be able to translate his thoughts to a uh, more podcast-friendly dialect that would reach our audience. Uh, Do you agree, uh, OJ? I agree, and I just want to say I'm absolutely 100% podcasting not naked right now. Correct, correct. Uh, Now I can't get out of it. Oh, my God. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the sidebar where apparently Bob Shapiro is no longer a member. <laughs> wow. Uncomfortable episode. Yeah, Amazing. let's just start that way. Yeah. I have to do a new voice now for God's sake. Damn. Oh. How did Ryan Murphy make Bob Shapiro a tragic character? <laughs> oh jeez. This and I I will say, I don't know, are you um uh, a fan of the Michael Mann films like uh Heat and uh, Collateral and uh, Miami Vice, and then there were older ones like uh, Thief. <laughs> and uh, I can't say I am. I'm not a big man movie. hunter. But, uh, I hear Heat was good. Oh, he was amazing. I don't, I don't do movies. Uh, well, it's just that he was like, you know, some of those movies were very 90s movies, and like uh, Heat was like 95, so it was kind of at the height of, and it just felt, I guess maybe because it was a longer episode as well, felt yeah. very cinematic to me. Uh, felt like I was watching a movie. And my God, the performances on this show! Mm-hmm. This uh, this was a great episode. One hundred percent not guilty. I remember it being such a big deal again as a teenager that that was I don't out. remember the absolutely part though. Oh, I do. I thought it was even longer for actually. I thought that I thought they must have forgotten something because I that was what I thought. Oh, I remember being such the big deal that it's like that he didn't just say not guilty, like a normal fucking person. <laughs> oh, my God. What if OJ's listening to this? We know he watches the show, right? That'd be pretty good for us if he was. We'd have a pretty good reach if he's in I've the jail. Hollow Nine made it into the jail. <laughs> I've said some not so nice things, though. OJ, I'm very sorry. Come on. Dude, this show is the TV show is saying far, far worse things than I am. Um, but for what it's worth, OJ, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'll do my best to try to not be so harsh about it. But they definitely I think we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You never know, man. You don't. You don't want to be on the wrong end of uh, the table with OJ. Look what happened to Bob Shapiro. Bob, man, he's the man, man. Bob. Um, <laughs> it's. It was. Uh, I don't know. This. This episode. It was all. That's what I love about the show. It's like all about these like character interaction moments, mm-hmm. like, and it. But it's it's got the same tension to me as like American Horror Story episodes did. Like when F. Lee Bailey did that in that meeting, I was like, "Boom!" F. Which Lee meeting? Bailey. When he when he's just meeting with Johnny Cochran by himself? Well, when nobody wanted to tell OJ to say, "Bob, you're out," you know, at the end, the final mm-hmm. meeting, when he all of a sudden was like, <clears throat> "Well." 
I think I'll be so forthright as to say, I believe Mr. Cochran would be best suited to make those opening remarks. It was just like, he was the shark the whole episode, you know? like Yeah, OJ's a wimp. He doesn't like confrontation. But but Bailey was a, was wheeling and dealing to show, like, you know, I think everybody thought he was just a drunk old man that was, like, not capable. Well, and I think he... it was also... Go ahead. Sorry, bud. No, no. I'm sure you're going to bounce uh, off of that. No, but um, <laughs> I also think he was pretty pissed at Shapiro for right. the whole pro bono shit and uh, Bobby, yeah, Lee, sort of called bono. him a dinosaur. <laughs> Lee, you're pro bono. You're going to dine for free on this for life. But Patty Hearst paid me. But Patty Hearst paid. And just to complete it, I'm actually taking a sip of a drink. Yeah, me too. That was <laughs> a dope. Yeah. Yeah, if only you could see us out there, uh, audio audience. Uh, We're just you... regular people. We drink. <laughs> what are you drinking today? Uh, today, this is some uh, iced tea. I was about to say the brand, but then I would realize that I was giving them some free advertising. Yeah, and, that's uh, late night coffee going. We are, we are uh, whores for anyone who would want to pay us to say their brand name on the air. So just to keep that in mind out there in listener land. But you can email us at the hollow nine podcast at gmail.com. That would be hollow the number nine i n e podcast at gmail dot com or follow us at hollow nine cast on twitter the twitter machine yeah so this being a long episode i actually think they got to cover not only a lot but uh, from a lot of different perspectives so do you want to start with the prosecution the jury uh the, the defense the Ugh. what's her name from american horror story season one being a good playing the cocaine friend honey britain Connie Britt playing Faye uh, Resnick. Faye Resnick, and by the way, I thought they did a great job on Larry King, where they showed us uh, <laughs> when they when they went up close to the studio, it was like good HD, but when they showed it behind like a TV, uh-huh. uh, it, it looked exactly like watching a '90s Larry King episode. <laughs> with the, and they had the old, it was you know they made it correct with the old backdrop he had. But he but was he was listed on the credits on the screen. That was supposed to be really loud. Oh, I guess because they were using. No, no, real they, so they showed it in the studio when he's interviewing Faye Resnick. Yeah, but then they did these shots where it was looked like we were watching it from a '90s. TV, yeah, 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 yeah. I know they even showed it for a second through a '90s TV, but before that, they didn't. They showed it without us looking at the TV, yeah. like with the same like standard definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was incredible. Uh, but one thing with that, I did YouTube during that episode, like uh, the actual interview on Larry King, uh-huh. and it was a little bit dramatized. Her, oh yeah, coquetness. I don't know what do you, what do you want me to say. Did she like? Was she supposed to? In that interview, was she notorious for having looked coked out? Like she coked no, out is what I, I always call it. It's funny, actually. I don't think it was the same interview. Uh, coked, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> coked out a, is what we always called it in Jersey. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I did any coke ever. So uh, the I haven't. I seriously have not done coke. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry to sorry to disappoint any cokehead listeners what? out there. Oh man, Fuck Hollow Nine. No, me neither. But no coke snorting motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a rough, it's, rough I don't episode. even think it was the same interview because she was talking about how OJ threatened her once and he was gonna, she was going to sue him or something. Or, uh, or I think he accused her of the murder or something. Really? It seemed like she was uh, complaining about that. It was a 13-minute clip and I was just like paused it during the episode. Uh-huh. So I didn't get to watch it all, but they didn't have all the uh, – yeah. that was the only La- her, uh, Larry King one. And she wasn't live in the studio either. Oh, really? I was a little bit surprised about that. I thought it would be, like, exact. Yeah. Well, I mean... But it's based on a book. 
they definitely got the guys that play Ron Goldman. The guy who plays Ron Goldman's father looks exactly like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that and was... I was reading about Ron Goldman, and that is all true. And poor guy, if because uh, I, I remember Ron Goldman being uh, portrayed as just this dumb playboy that was yeah. there to fuck her. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, he was a good man. Uh, I think he was like an assistant paramedic, too, or like volunteer. Wrong place, wrong time, though, man. You got to like... Got to know what you're getting yourself into uh, when you get with people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you got to be yeah, careful. Yeah, but imagine uh, for the father, you know. Uh, oh, dude. Just his son, but then he sees him portrayed on TV. Yeah, oh, yeah. incorrect, but, you know, negatively. And also the fact that... As a footnote. As a footnote, yeah. Like, that it's, that it's all weird. just... And I was going to say, I, that, I definitely remember that. That I remember not really hearing ever that much about Ron Goldman or at least feeling like... He was really as much a part of it. It was very much about what their marriage was like, and I don't know. I I like that the opening scene with all the CNC Music Factory definitely reminded me again of that like made-for-TV movie that Fox did, and seeing how fast that that they did that Faye Resnick book, it like shows how quickly all that stuff was being like put together for a pre-internet or like a dawn of the internet time where it wasn't the way it is now, where there wasn't YouTube. You know what I mean? Like pretty pretty impressive that they were able to like have somebody ghost write the book for her and she's just snorting coke and eating vegetables the whole time yeah it must have been like a week till it came out that well book, the guy said know? we gotta go to press in two weeks two we- as, oh, as non-exploitively as possible you know I that far. Yeah. oh my god yeah i was in and out like a couple times just because i was blown away this episode i mean I, and I love how it went from like him in the club all like getting on and then all of a sudden it's like him in the prison like Stoic and like pissed off looking, stoically angry. Stoically angry is that even possible? You're either stoic or more stoic than angry, but he got angry quick. Stangry. 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 There you go. New new shit on Hollow Nine. Fuck man, we're making up words here. Hashtag Stangry. Uh, but one thing. Uh, the Brentwood, the Brentwood welcome. Oh, dude. Hey. That was like, what? Well, so would she wait in the room? Yeah, like, to like, sleep or just like go in the house? It so suddenly are, felt like, like gated communities, man. Brentwood is like the most boring rich person place. <laughs> like, I, I heard Al Michaels on uh, the Bill Simmons, it was a sport podcast, but they were talking about American crime story. Uh-huh. And he was saying, you know, he's been to OJ's house to play tennis. He's seen Cato in the background. Uh-huh. And then he went on to say he's never been there after the murder he thinks he did it oh wow however he said brentwood's the most boring place in the world and <laughs> you know for the it was crazy then so it was once been, in a while you'll still see the per, you know the it must have been hard for a cokehead party girl then to live there <laughs> oh no it was mean? that kind of place so you know rich oh okay so that was going on so i mean but the way that it's described it almost sounded like did you see you know you don't watch the walking dead the whole yeah. thing where, like, all of a sudden there was just a guy in the bedroom after these two people had screwed, and it was just like, whoa, shit, how the hell did that happen? I'm like, how do you sneak into people's houses? <laughs> or is it is it just that it was at Brentwood? So it means, like, oh, wait, Brentwood is a whole community. It's not just, like... How it's, like big, a, how, it's like a it's like a gated rich gated how big i mean because that's that like i mean does that imply that all the doors are just open and you walk into somebody's house and no, these are probably like gated like rich <laughs> like million two three million dollar houses maybe even more you know yeah on the low I, end i don't know anyway how the brent would welcome call, <laughs> call the clones place welcome for anyone who wants to come by uh any any ladies want to wake me up that way just fucking putting amazing that, just putting that out there yeah just say hey, why not right you have a 
channel to the world. <laughs> okay, so like there's Brentwood, a district of Los Angeles, and there's Brentwood Circle, Brentwood Glen. So I imagine you know one yeah. of them is the. But do they have the downtown problem of of having the jury? Oh my god, this whole so much that I guess just because I, I was so young when this all happened it's like that's part of what's happening with this show is like I remember all this but then there's all this shit that I'm like I had no idea it was this much going on Even yeah the, like by the way when I picture Lancito now I'm picturing Kenneth Choi yeah that was more like crazy Lance Lance. Like, and I, he I don't, sounds I like him like and alright so now what was up was that like that kiss on the lips from that blonde officer right away what's up with that are they uh, I I, I, I I can't remember if there was ever any scandalous stuff about him like being involved with a court uh, court officer or anything like that. But I thought he she had to sign a spouse thing because that was his wife, so she couldn't participate in the case because it was a conflict of interest. Okay, but I think she had an affair with Mark Furman because she was staring at Furman <laughs> for a while, or she knows something about Furman. There well, was obviously. a pause right there, right, and then he was like, "Anything?" And she goes, "Nope, nothing there that I remember." Oh uh, no, it doesn't mean. Like conflict of interest doesn't necessarily mean sex. It just she knows he's a racist, so that's a she sees a conflict uh, of interest there, but she signs it anyways. Yeah, that's I, what I, I I was like, whoa, shit. So they are. So they he is married to her then. That's his wife. That blonde. I don't think so. Then wait a minute. So Would have been a much sexier kiss if it was. I don't know. But who just? I, I don't know. I I've never seen colleagues randomly like male female colleagues randomly like, hey, good job on that project. Mwah! Like right on the fucking mouth like that. That it's was Cali, man. This is Cali, dude. Uh, I guess whole another planet. Any of Cali listeners, you want to chime in on that hashtag crime story at the Hollandine podcast at gmail dot com. Surprisingly, his Wikipedia page is very small and does not say anything about... Uh, Judge Lance, I-T-O, Judge Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I will now think of it when you see him on this show. Oh, no. In 81, he married Margaret Ann York, the first woman to attain the rank of deputy chief in the LAPD. Nice. So, so that could have been her. I, it was, I think that was her. So, there Interesting. We go. Interesting. You solved the mystery? <laughs> right there. You saw it happen live. Heard it happen research live. on the show live but recorded so yeah all kinds of touchy subjects like the fact that ron goldman's dad read the autopsy report and he oh, stabbed him so many places this was crazy oh uh, and i just remember hard to watch. it and then so like watching that scene which at the very beginning i was just like oh is this kind of going caricature but then it got very like oh no this is this is someone like being just awesome and in the moment but it made me instantly then think of what i know is coming at the end because it happened in real life um when oj is found not guilty this like the when um ron goldman's father speaks to the I, it would be great if i knew the father's name it's terrible that i don't um when ron goldman's dad was speaking to the press and was like justice was not served i was just like oh god yeah after like now as a kid watching that happening not knowing this that he read the autopsy report and was like fred goldman. what was it fred fred goldman fred goldman and now who was sitting with him was that his wife or is that ron goldman's sister i think i think they were divorced the goldman so i think that was probably his sister 
Okay, if he had a sister. We're making things up on American Horror... American Horror... Oh, well, what, American else? Crime Story. Maybe it was his girlfriend, cousin... I don't, I don't know. know, she seemed very traumatized, too. I'm sure there was a relation of some kind there. Just would be good if we That's probably sad. knew about it, but whatever. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. It just happens to fall that way. But uh, we could talk about the uh, focus group. <laughs> yeah, Holy so the shit. <laughs> Who thinks he didn't do it? Oh, my God, this is happening. Who thinks he did do it? Oh, my God, this is happening. Oh, <laughs> split down the middle along the lines of racial divide. Holy yeah, it's funny, like. Before this episode, my friend, uh, you know, my my best friend, my age, grew up. We were this was in '95, so we were 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in Canada, so we still see it, but you know, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It happen. was still huge, but whatever. Yeah. They did so, say international. This, this could be the highest profile uh, celebrity murder trial at the time, anyway. Right, but there's no internet then. It was you know when you're 13, you know, you're not that. Uh, into all these, they, you know, we we just yeah. from the outside. Wow, the Jews did it. Mm-hmm. We don't know every little event as it happened, especially at the beginning. And he just watched uh, the first four episodes straight, and uh, he, he's messaging me. And he just, the first thing he says, uh, he, he watched the first three before this episode, actually. And he just said, how did they not get him? Like, <laughs> How did he get away with this? Yeah, how did he? That was the first thing he said. It's, it was true. But now with this episode, you start to see. Uh, well. It was a dirty trial. It was uh, the uh, the people request a hair sample for comparison to um, evidence found on the scene. What 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 kind of sample? What are you talking about? Uh, typical samples: a hundred hairs. A hundred? Oh, we'll give you one. It's like um, yeah. this is fucking ridi- ridiculous. And this is like a standard standard procedure. And the do. judge is just sitting there like, really? Yeah. Already day one. That's a standard procedure. And did you notice now that during that, this is only one thing that I thought was just a little annoying and I didn't notice it happen any other time, but I thought it was also funny. This this sequence is happening while the, uh, you know, I don't forget what they call the front credits to the show when they're like playing over the first couple minutes and you still see actors' names coming up. Oh, yeah, okay. And so it's like it has an actor's, yeah, opening credits, but extended. Like I think after the title card had already come up. And uh, so there's like a person's name, a person's name, and then all of a sudden it says plea hearing, and yeah. and then it goes plus someone else's name, and I was just like, who the fuck is plea hearing? Oh, plea hearing. That's what... so funny. I exactly what I thought too. It was written <laughs> in the bottom left corner. Like, I why the that. fuck did you guys do that? Why yeah. why didn't you put one of them on the other side or in a different font or some that, shit? That's so funny, actually. That's uh... <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, little nitpicky things like that. Sometimes, I guess, just because of work. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you guys, somebody fucked up. Somebody, oh, it didn't bother me, but I did trigger for a second. <laughs> somebody didn't get cut. Like, it should have been up a little bit higher or something. Just something, because it was like, I actually thought there was an actor named Plea Hearing for a, like a split second. Yeah. Which, which makes I, me sound I, fucking stupid, but I don't care. It's happening. Like, I really got to notice how being a celebrity helps you. Uh, what's his name? Gil Garcetti. Uh-huh. Scared, like, he makes him pick a black juror to make the prosecution does not to you know the the district attorney's office seem less uh, I'm going to strongly suggest you listen to me on this <laughs> and it's uh, you know it's uh, like uh, Marsha Clark wanted to go for the death penalty yeah yeah straight to death uh, we're not uh, executing yeah, OJ Simpson the system is rigged for celebrities and you know, everyone like, well the whole thing I mean even that first meeting of the dream team in this episode really kind of underscores how all right, you know, somebody asked, all right, how many of us think he did it? 
and nobody raised their hands. But you could see everybody was kind of looking to see if anybody else would. And if anybody did, probably others would have too, but they didn't. And then it just became so much about how it really doesn't even matter if he did it or not. Yeah, I, I actually got a different feeling from that. I, I got them all looking around at each other, like asking themselves, like, is this guy an idiot for asking even? Like, they really all... I felt bad for Robert Shapiro and to for you know not real life. I don't, I'm sure he's fine. You know, I'm sure he's not the most pleasant person. But he was a the they he was a tragic character this episode. Yeah. I felt bad for him. He comes I, in this Hawaiian outfit. He's underdressed. Yeah, and everything's he gone. He had to go to Cochran's office, and then he's like, "I'm still the lead attorney. Is that correct, OJ?" Oh. Silence. You know who else was fucking awesome this episode? <laughs> David Schwimmer. What? As soon as like, all right. So like, uh, over the course of this episode, there are so many meetings between all the lawyers and OJ. But one where now Cochran has fully come into the front running. Like at first, when Cochran goes to visit OJ by himself, OJ is like, "Yo, where's where's Bobby?" You know, yeah. like. So it was like you could. There was still this leftover like. I didn't even really want you, but they made me get you, man. So I guess I'll talk to you, but yeah, I really wanted to talk to Bobby. Holy shit, Kuba. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Um. Then slowly it became he was fine talking to Cochran without Robert. You know what I mean? And- well, I think Cochran planted it on him. Like, oh, Robert's up for supper. He couldn't come. So right away, it's like, why is, He's you know. He's got dinner. You and then Ashley Davis goes dinner. to talk to Johnny Cochran to tell him to make the move, and then Robert Kardashian talks to OJ. I, I, that was all planned out behind. Uh, yeah, but it was really sealed. I don't, I don't even think Robert Shapiro knew Johnny Cochran went to visit him. Right, but it, no, no, because then he didn't. He he came in on that meeting like you know they all were like, oh, how did you even know we were here? Different meeting. The oh one where, shit! The one where he gave Cuba like the one at the beginning before the opening credits. Before the, uh, you know, right? No, I know. All right, that's yeah. That's so. That's the first time. But even at the beginning of that meeting, OJ was still like, "Oh, where's Bobby?" Yeah, but he goes, "Bobby's out for. He had to go for a nice supper." So I think Johnny Cochran went just to just to plant that. Well, then he also talked to him at that meeting about you know how he watched that game and he yeah. Remember, he said, "You know, Shapiro even knew about that meeting." Yeah, no, no, no. That meeting he didn't. Exactly, it was a sneaky move. Ooh, excuse me. There was a lot of sneaky moves this episode, but they were, as you could also flip siding the coin here, devil's advocating, as we sometimes wind up doing in this uh, life of ours. These moves were necessary to make the headway that the team needed. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, 100%. subverting Shapiro, talking to the press by having his shoes shined. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew what he was doing. But the fact that Shapiro shows up at that one meeting at the prison and is like, I had this idea and I wanted to offer. And oh, meanwhile, oh, meanwhile, oh. they were already like, okay, so the maid oh. and this and the maid saw the Bronco, so we're good. And he goes, uh, you say we, we, we argue for manslaughter? Like the whole idea that um, even F. Lee Bailey said is like, it's time to make a move, not yeah. settle like a pussy. It, it's like always looking for a way to cut a deal for some shit. And as soon as... has a reputation for making deals. Yeah, and then as soon as they walked out, the, I mean, this was what made put me over the top for sure. He was like, oh my God, what an arrogant prick. You have to fire. Him. We got to get rid of this guy. And then, you know, Cochran's like, everything's leaving Century City. We're out tonight. Oh, yeah. Schwimmer was great this episode when he's reading the book. That's not true. That's not true. That's, right. that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that was very Ross. 
That was a good run. Yep, yep. And then, I'm just uh, waiting for him to say, like, pivot, pivot. <laughs> and then OJ, I can't read this shit. Throws it on the ground. Ito with the highlighter, like, mm. okay. Oh, Ito. What was Ito's reputation during this all? Like, um, it's smart, nothing. Like, I don't, like. he was there, the, like, you know, he's on every, he's like, what's his name in Star Trek? He's been in the most episodes of the Irish dude, O'Brien. <laughs> oh, O'Brien. Yeah, um, like, he might not be the main character, but he's there the most. That's I don't Ito. remember him being portrayed as stupid, but um, I think just allowing some of this bullshit to go on probably reflected a little bit more on him not being ready for this level of a case, you know, and. Oh, who could be? No, I know, but it, I, yeah, true. <laughs> um, is there going to be like a hearing now to see if like next episode to see if the case could be televised? Was that a big thing? I yeah, there there at some point there is a, a fight over the cameras in the courtroom. So right now there is cameras, and then there's a fight. Uh, I don't think it even comes up until the trial's about to start, and then it's like, well, are should we? It'll be a media frenzy. It's already a mess, you know. And mm-hmm. if you watch, I don't know if anybody out there has watched America, uh, American Arrested Development. I have. There's a whole, you know, the whole joke with the, um, what the hell is the judge's name in that? Um, the, I remember the lawyer, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, 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 blah. and um, and there's a law blog. <laughs> the blah 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 blog, and then um, uh, Jan- oh, fuck, I gotta look this up. The Which actor J- plays him? I don't know that guy's name either, but he's an Asian American actor who's in a billion and a half movies. Probably always stereotypically cast as Asian American guy number five or whatever. Until if he's in the new season, there I didn't see it yet. Actually, no, it's definitely in the first three. It's like when you know, you know, when they have the blonde when Julia Louis Dreyfus played the blind lawyer. He was the yeah. Asian, the Asian judge <laughs> who <laughs> to steal it. Yeah, he's the Asian judge who um, built her, like has his bailiff build her the um, like baby bassinet or the the crib or whatever. Fuck, I don't remember. This is terrible. That uh, arrested. Developer. Welcome to Arrested Develop Cast. Yeah, on American Crime Story: The People versus O.J. Simpson. <laughs> arrested wow. Development. Yeah, we'll get there. Anyway. They have a, a, run, a lot of running jokes that reflect the OJ, and one of them is the judge saying, uh, all right, well, before we go any further, you know, um, I have a policy of no cameras in my courtroom. So then all of a sudden the next thing we see in the episode is the courtroom doors, and then they come flying out as the Bluths come out fighting. But that was a direct, like, the fact that Ito at first was going to suspend them and then they could only be in one spot or some shit. I don't know. It was it, That was part of the shit show circus that was the uh, – O.J. Simpson trail. Oh, wow. What a... So, Darden joins the team. That was... that was. What case did Marsha Clark kick him off of, though, before she... Uh, I don't know. But she's the one who... She's the one reason that he wasn't advancing in his career until now. So, it's like sort of is this whole thing that... her. Well, she wasn't the one, but now she's helping him advance, but... And they're taking him because... Gilgar said he's like you need to add somebody to the team, and there was I know there was all this rumor. I thought it was going to happen. I can't remember if it really did happen or not. That she and Darden were having some kind of crazy affair during the during the trial, and they definitely implied some loose moments there. Some like, hey, let's go drink in my office while we're working late, like every porno starts. Yeah, your photocopy machine is broken, Marsha. Hey, let me bang you, and it'll be fixed. Well, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, so it goes. 
But Sterling Brown is playing an awesome Darden. Yeah. Uh, Corny B. Vance has been an amazing Looks exactly Cochran. like him. Is Courtney that a re- Vance is amazing Johnny yeah, Cochran. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Paulson could play me and she'd be Oh, amazing. my God. All right, so when that woman said you should try to – or when the, the – you know, when they got the feedback from the oh, uh, focus God. group, and he was like, you should try to smile more. And I like, would want to be her boyfriend. She tries to smile, and it's like, what the hell? Like, Sarah Paulson's so amazing. Yeah. And I imagine that they must have been filming this at least soon after, if not around the same time, that they were also filming American Horror Story. You know, the last American Horror Story? Hotel. Hotel. You think? Oh, unless she's not. Yeah, but she was there. hardly in hotel though until the end. She just. No, this. she was. Sally was in a lot. Oh of my them. god, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I was picturing she only played. Oh shit! I was picturing she only played the real estate agent from season one. That's what I'm saying. I wonder how, like, yeah, I don't know how does like a, one of these obviously had to be a wig, but when you do that much different hairstyles all around the same time, how do you not lose your hair? Like, holy shit! Oh yeah, the crimping and the perm. Yeah, and then going to this, going to Marsha Clark. They, he was like, you Clark's know, perm. yeah. Maybe you should get your hair cut. Maybe you should wear skirts oh. and not the suit. And you can just see on her face, like, she's like, are you serious? This is fucking ridiculous. But it's because of the celebrity. Such a yeah. level of media circusry. This filming began in May two thousand, May 14, 2015. That's definitely right around the time Hotel was... Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure having similar production staffs behind this probably made it conveniently possible. Thank yeah. you for doing so, by the way, guys, because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, what a show. So what else? Uh, OJ doing the whole thing where he looked like a car salesman when he said the thing, that really, I remember, like, they did a lot with OJ telling jokes at the table, like, to the lawyers at the defense table, like, while during jury selection. They made a big deal about that. That's something I think that's going to wind up uh, happening more going forward. Mm-hmm. And he started to do, I noticed right before they went into one commercial break, he started to doodle on a notepad. And I'm like, I remember the doodling. Yeah. Told you guys last time the doodling was a thing. Yeah, he, he also had a joke during the jury duty when a black lady came chosen and he says, if she, if she finds me guilty, maybe I did do it. Yeah, and that's the kind of shit that everyone's like, oh, you son of a bitch, really? It's so cocky. Like the whole 90s, everyone was like, motherfucker, really? I mean, well, not obviously not everybody. And then, oh, holy shit. This is, there are some moments. And then, I even remember being happy as a kid when he was not guilty. Like, you do? I I was young, Stu. Well, I was lying in a hospital bed uh, with pneumonia. So I just kind of was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, so that came to an end. That's the end of this shit that's been going on forever. That, like, I remember standing in a comic book store last summer while this was happening, watching it on TV, Mm -hmm. watching the Bronco chase. Oh my God! I loved OJ from Fox Football. Uh, I, I was happy, like take that racist LAPD. You yeah, know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I was feeling it, man. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Once the trial happened, it was sort of like, and I don't remember this whole thing. That whole like, oh, we'll only give five hairs, and she's like eighty. You know. Well, this is we well, want to have. Before, this is before the tr- even jury selection. It we, wasn't even on TV. That we right? need to have a we need to have a trial about the hair or pre you know a whole hearing about the hair. I think that was a thing. I don't. I think they actually did the hearing. I don't know. It was. I remember <laughs> these things being like the sort of buzzy type headlines of the time. Oh, yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. And, like, the whole thing when uh, when 
Shapiro was going to throw the press conference, that whole in the elevator moment when they kept pulling back and showing everybody kind of like making, the leader. making faces behind him going like, I, no, don't yeah. let that happen. No, you, oh, like, God. It it's just awkward. was so uncomfortable. And meanwhile, they're in a box. It's like Curb Your Enthusiasm awkward, I think. Yeah, yeah, One of my yeah. favorite shows, by the way. But I, I couldn't stand that. I know, I know. I know. We've I know. been there. We've been over there. You, you don't have to embarrass yourself. So many you know. times. Oh, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look how that happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will kick you off this fucking team. Like, uh, oh. what's his name? Shapiro. And I love... Oh, they were telling me that after the <laughs> 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 Shit. I like the domino effect. Like, once F. Lee Bailey said something, then uh, Evan Handler c- jumped in his direction. Like, I agree. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, he had a low key role, it seems like. Yeah, it's this a- episode, Connie Britton came back. I think that stole some of the space that Evan Handler had last time. It's, it's interesting how they're balancing so many of them, though. And how it's, like, funny how. I think in the episode she makes a comment about how like the dream team is part of the weakness because it's all these like egos all in a cage so they're going to tear each other apart. Meanwhile, other than Shapiro Cochran, I don't really feel like I see a lot of that happening. Like Effley Bailey clearly is like skilled because he was like, "Oh, I'm pro bono. How about this? Watch this fucking happen." And then he goes over to Johnny Cochran like, "You need to be the leader. Make a move." Yeah. You know, and then like gets Shapiro basically like Almost bounced. I I can't remember if he winds up fully leaving the the team. I don't no, know. No, he's there till the end. No, I don't think he can really leave the team at that point. Like I think you'd kind of be disbarred. Isn't there some weird thing about leaving your client in the middle of the? I don't know. Lawyers no, out but, there, school me. Send us. No, people email. people have left clients before for sure. I don't know. I remember there's something about it. Anyway, it was awesome. Yeah. It's going to be very courtroomy coming up. I love the courtroom scenes. It's. Uh, I feel like I didn't realize the courtroom was that small. I, I always remember seeing it on TV thinking it was this huge courtroom and there were all these people in there watching it. And then when they – I feel like when they do these like the giant craning shots of like the, to kind of give you the established room shot, it's sort of like, really? The, the tables are that close together? Like they, can, they, can they hear each other talking and shit? Like, mm-hmm. And I loved like the, the, the sort of – superhero walk into the courtroom of the dream team. Love that. It I was love like the that. fucking Avengers coming yeah. out. <laughs> like, holy shit. Very buffy. Yeah, yeah. And like, buffy it's like Dershowitz goes to his own little table behind the main table or it was just like, I'm going to have all my shit back here. I got my stuff because I'm a specialist in getting all that shit thrown out. I love hero walks. Yeah, yeah. When done right. That was done right. And like, after the whole meeting... Where or actually no, I think it was before the official meeting where, um, where which OJ, official meeting? The, the well, not the official meeting. The meeting where OJ officially said, "Let's have Johnny do the uh, opening statement." Oh, when when uh, Robert Shapiro comes in with like the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, no. Before that, there was a there was a day in court during. I guess it was during the final jury selection. That was where Sh- uh, he had already kind of subverted Shapiro and went to the press. It was sort of funny how, like, the positioning of everybody in the courtroom at the time, how he's in the middle and everybody else is leaning in towards him. It almost looked like, uh, uh, like almost like a Last Supper style of, like, Jesus in the middle. Oh, wow. Like, everybody kind of like, all right, what should we do? And, and he's just like, we'd like to thank and excuse number 75 or whatever. And then the other guy's like, can we have at least one white guy on the jury? I mean, like, I'm a white guy. We we live here, too. 
Which uh, I feel how many like, people do they go through? Because like four eighty nine was one of the ones selected. So it's yeah, imagine. I don't. I don't know if the lottery means they covered one to four eighty nine, but uh, you know, I imagine like maybe this batch was like numbers two sixty three through four eighty five of the whoever showed up for jury duty that day. You know, oh, you don't have to show up though. Well, in jury, though, at least where I live in Jersey, I've been to jury duty. I think three times or twice. really? Yeah, I haven't Did you gotten get chosen. A, no, 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 I didn't get chosen. But um, one time, I almost got chosen. <laughs> it was, or it was like I got the closest to being chosen. I I could have because um, you get a thing in the mail that says, "Hey, you have to show up this date," and if you don't show up, then it's like, "Oh, this becomes a warrant for your arrest." <laughs> and so, oh. yeah, you go, and then you have to stay there all day. And um, what usually winds up happening, one of the times I was there for about almost a little over the half the day, like we went to lunch, came back, and about a half an hour after we came back, there's an announcement that says all the remaining cases of the day have been settled, so you're all allowed to go. And you get like a note that with the official stamp of the county and everything that says you were there, and they sign it as you walk out. And that's what you, you get turn paid? in. No, but you get, well, you get five bucks for the day, but you also can turn. What that if you in. miss like a day of work, though. Well, that's what you turn into work. Like you can't get fired for not going to work if you get picked on a jury, or if you're going to jury duty, you have they have to give you a jury duty day. Um, does work pay you for that day? Uh, I yeah, it's counted as one. Of, it's counted as one of the things. That it doesn't count against your paid time off. You, you get like you just get the day. Good, yeah. It's like as if you went to work, but you still... But what if you were chosen for like a three-week trial? What would happen? Like you... I think there's something... I don't think you get paid that whole time. I don't know what would happen, but I know you can't lose your job for that. It's illegal to yeah, lose your job. Yeah, but you still need to pay... Like pay rent. You get the five bucks a day from uh, jury duty. I think, I think you still get. You must still get paid. It's a good point. Um, I don't know. Luckily, it didn't happen because basically this was kind of. I felt a little scary and a little off-putting. The case. So this is the second time I went, and uh, right away, like after they show you the little video of telling you, like, okay, it's your duty to do this. You have to pay attention. Um, you know. You can't, you can't let anybody force you to have an opinion. You have to make all your decisions based on your own opinion, and it's your responsibility to do that. And also, you know, keep in mind the law, all this bullshit. I'm not saying it verbatim. And then, like, within minutes, it's like, okay, jurors, numbers, this through this, go to these rooms. And I was in the numbers. And, like, the room I walked into... This guy just started explaining, all right, it's a murder trial. It's expected to last oh, four weeks. And, like, the guy who was the alleged murderer, the defendant, is in the room, and they're interviewing us by pulling us. Like, the judge comes in. He goes up to the bench, and then he comes down, and he's standing where it's, like, him, and then next to him is the prosecutor, and then next to the prosecutor is the defense attorney, and then there's the fucking defendant. And then it's me standing next to the defendant looking at all of them, and I'm like... This guy's an alleged murderer. I, mean, I didn't say this, but I'm like, I'm standing next to the alleged murderer. This is fucking ridiculous. What questions did they ask you if you're allowed to mention? Uh, they just asked if I would be able to serve if I got picked for this jury, if there was any reason why I wouldn't be able to. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm actually supposed to leave in two days to go to Las Vegas for this trip for work. And I happen to have brought my entire like itinerary and all my um, you know, booked non-refundable flights and everything. Like, This is like... 
a big deal that I'm responsible for like covering every year, mm-hmm. and our team already is down like two people because one person uh, you know moved and the other person found another job, and it would be like already a hardship for them to not be able to uh-huh. get this covered. And so like I think they were just like, all right, Jesus Christ, this guy's gonna be a pain in the ass. You you could fucking go sit down. And then they let like the half of the room that I was sitting in go, and they kept the other half. So I'm I guess those are the ones that they were gonna then start doing the type of deliberation that they were doing on the show tonight so uh yeah it was that's my that was my brush with actually almost getting (laughs) picked for uh for jury duty after the other all the other times i just wound up sitting there all day reading a book i read i read dune messiah (laughs) one of the years i always try to get into dune I always quit. The book Frank the Frank Herbert book is awesome. The first Dune. I know, but I always get I always quit like hundred pages in. I don't know why, man. It's such a good. Too much going on. Ah, so it's like it's Game of Thrones, but shorter. No, it's because I think of all the other books I have to read after that. It's like, oh boy, it's going to take like twenty years. Well, what other what? Oh, you mean in the whole Dune universe? Series, yeah. yeah. I get uh, part way into the third book and then I check out. But, okay. the, but then recently, I know, like, uh, I guess this must have been eight years ago, The uh, uh, Frank Herbert's son wrote these books that were these new sequels that came in yeah. between, like, the first and second and the second and third. So yep. I, I read the one that came between the first and second, and it was aw- it was so good. It oh, was really? so good. Holy he shit. He wrote it somebody. Uh, he wrote that one by himself. Okay. So, yeah. That was Dune. So I feel like if you read like the first second and then that one that comes between, it's fucking awesome. That's all the Dune you need. You you get how badass Paul Atreides is. Then watch the David Lynch movie. Yeah. Sting. Yeah, in a bikini. Gotta see it just like you gotta see this. O.J. Simpson. I I, I think it's the music and the way it's shot and everybody uh, everybody's oh, performances just so keeps good. it keeps taking me on this head trip back to the '90s. And I feel like it's like this weird double thing going on where I'm like watching it now, going, "What the hell's gonna happen?" And then I'm also remembering being like 14 or 15 watching this, going, "Holy shit! I can't believe this is going on," and not knowing the depth, you know, like. Not imagining okay. some of the things happening in the background here. Well said. But yeah, great show, great show. Hope everybody out there is enjoying it as much as we are. Let us know at the Holonai Network. I hope you guys are checking us out on Facebook. Our uh, our reach is expanding there a little bit, so we want to thank everybody for helping us out there. Definitely want to ha- thank all of our new Twitter followers. So many awesome new Twitter followers. Lots of webcam girls. Thank you guys for following us. I hope you're enjoying enjoying the show while you're at work. You know, we're happy to help motivate and continue your uh, help you through your day. Uh, you help us, we'll help you right back. And and anybody else interested, uh, I think, you know, you know all the usual usual channels to find your podcasting goodness. We're on iTunes where, you know, rating and reviewing us there can help us a lot. Five-star, you know, variety is always what we would prefer. But by all means, put what you think we deserve. Let us know how we're doing. Be Sen- honest. We want to get better for you. Send us an email. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us. Retweet us. Find us on Facebook. We share all kinds of cool stuff there. Until the next episode, do we know what the name of the next episode is? Yes, uh, it's the one where the Boys in the Hood director does uh, is directing it. So it is Singleton. one second. John it's called Singleton. 
it's, sorry, yeah. How do I not know his name? I don't even watch movies and I know his name offhand. It's <laughs> called The Race Card, and John Singleton is directing it. And it is written by Joe Robert Cole. Nice. All right. Well, I cannot... have a link in Wikipedia when you click his name, so can't <laughs> say. Unless it's the second, second time on the page. <laughs> gotcha. All righty. Well, uh, I guess until next time, we can. Uh... We can have our, our clams and mussels with no Tabasco sauce. We're fine. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you at the next edition of The Sidebar after the next episode. Till then, I'm Dave the Clone. I'm Jim Morton. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us banter. See you next time. Later. You've been listening to the Hollow Nine Network, bringing you the very best in fan-made media. Follow us on Twitter at Hollow Nine Cast. That's Hollow the number nine I N E Cast. Email us at Hollow Nine Podcast at gmail.com. or find us at our home site Hollow Be sure to check out our affiliate FangirlZone.com. Find us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Join in the fun. Hollow Nine.